This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Should we record a podcast, Matt? I believe so. Should we give that some thought? Possibly. Everything is sex. It's the only thought you need. Um, do I sound stopped up? Oh, uh, yes, you do. It's because I am. <clears throat> it's not often in this world of digital hallucinogens. That uh, that's a good one. Digital. Write, write that one down. What does that mean? Me. Digital hallucinogens. Digital hallucinogens. Um, it's not often in this world of digital hallucinogens that uh, things are often as they sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, I sound stopped up because I'm stopped up. Yeah. Um, I've been fighting a cold now for like two weeks. I can't. I can't kick it. Really? The, my normal routine hasn't hasn't uh, kicked it. The vitamin C and the Sudafed and. I'm now hitting the DXM pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I was reading; it was funny last night. I took two doses, the recommended dose, just the dose on the bottle yeah. of the DXM, and uh, then I started reading on uh, our drugs mm-hmm. uh, about DXM, and I'm like, oh man, I could, I could just down this bottle and take a trip. Yeah, you could. Um, it's a really, it's a really poor method. Have you ever done it? Ingesting that drug, Robo Trip. Yeah, yeah. Is it? What was your experience like? Um, it's really trippy. Really? You feel you feel drunk? Closed eye visuals? Uh no really no real visuals, more like tracers. Um you know, you move your hand in front of you and you see kind of tracers. Right. Um yeah, you feel you feel drunk. Yeah. Well, um, there's like ten percent alcohol and Yeah, yeah, that, I mean stuff. that too. But yeah. you know, yeah, you buy I thought about that. Out. Like I, I feel like that is the only medication because you, you know you know, but uh, with a lot of other drugs, inflated sense of ego. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's you know? exactly what I need. Um, welcome to Give That Some Thought, Trap Out Broadcasting's flagship show. Uh, joining me is uh, my co-host, Matt. Of course, a very bald Matt. Well, no, you're not bald. It's, it's very, buzzed. Very buzzed. It's I don't buzzed. think I've seen your hair buzzed, actually. It's, I mean, it's probably been years and years and years since I cut it this short. Yeah. But uh, anyways, it's, no, um, that, that, that cough syrup type mm-hmm. stuff, the DXM, the Dextra... Whatever it's called, um, is uh, it's kind of like the only drug that is like a, a a a hangover from from the days of yesteryear. Yeah, when when they would just sort of prescribe like what was equivalent to just a really really strong alcohol, mm-hmm. like a really high alcohol content type drug for yeah. almost everything, and you felt better because you were drunk. <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like that's that's really the only one. I suppose it suppresses a cough or or or, or helps with 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 a cold or what have you. Yeah. But but it seems like no no you feel better after two doses of that because because you're you're buzzed. That's that's, just, that's part of it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and you get you get hangovers just as bad that the, you can. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I remember this time that I robo tripped. Um, Have you done it more than once? Uh, twice, and. uh one time on a certain product, another time on a, another certain product. <coughs> All stuff you can get over the counter. Yeah, right? yeah. Just walk into Walgreens um, and buy. Yeah. Uh, or CVS. And, 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 
I had a, had a hangover for about two days. Really? After. Yeah. It was one of the worst hangovers I've ever Drink had. Drink the whole bottle? Uh, it wasn't bottles. They were little pills. Oh. It took like 25 of them. Yeah. Good God, man. Yep. But it was a... Uh, it was. What type of dark time in your life must yeah. have persuaded you to take 25... Mm. I don't know. This was you. You knew me at this time. He was like four or five years ago. Really? I was living at Kenny's. Yeah. I, mean, I just had like three weeks. I was working at Gigums. Had like three, three, three days off work, and just blasted out into uh, oblivion. That was that was when I really that that Robo Trip was when I fell in love with Kanye's uh, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." <laughs> uh, I was no ro- kidding. Yeah, that's th- funny. I mean, it, the album had just come out, and I, I ended up listening to that for some reason over and over again, and it was just like this weird trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. I uh, I've been listening to a lot of Life of Pablo. How's it treating you? You like the Life of Pablo? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not. Kind it's not particularly amazing. But here's the thing. Uh, I've decided it's a half finished album. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's 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 ideas for songs that are not necessarily songs that are completely flushed out all the way. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of elements thrown in that can make the song great. But I don't, I feel like they're all like eighty percent complete. Really. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Waves feels complete. Wolves doesn't for some reason. Yeah, that track that everybody loves. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't think it's that spectacular. Yeah. Waves though. Waves don't die, bro. Yeah, I like that song. Um, you had some interesting things to say. <laughs> Just reading through your stuff that you were texting me. Okay. Uh, about about life of Pablo. Yeah, he dances around all the, the around the album with allegories about religion and church. But on FML, he contemplates ultimate evil and blasphemy, throwing away all he knows to be right in order to see through the veil. He's got demons now, bro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but what? What's Jay got him on that Illuminati, Illuminati train, conjuring demons. And uh, well, right after that, I think I, I put I put the lyrics from that that song FML. Um, uh, you did see I through the veil. So. See through the veil and forget all your cares. Throw them, throw them all away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's this weird, creepy, like Stevie Nicks, like ghostly Stevie Nicks voice that comes on. She's like, "See through the veil, yeah, and forget oh, all the very end, your yeah. Kids. yeah." It's weird. It is weird. It's just yeah. So I don't know. Kanye Kanye West might be infected by demons. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe um, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Aren't we all, on some level, mm-hmm. beset by demons? Maybe by our own like hypothetical, you know. Uh, well, you know. not necessarily that. Where 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 people say like, oh, he had his demons, you know, like yeah. that type of phraseology. But like, if we live in a world, in a world which we do, which we checked. do, <laughs> if we live in a world that is that is that belongs to Satan. Yeah, if you if you subscribe again to Judeo Christian theology, mm-hmm. um, that belongs to Satan. Like, what percentage of y- your experiences, and which which we know are just a perception of reality, mm-hmm. right? What percentage of those perceptions are metaphysical, or have their basis in the spiritual? Yeah, right. Like that's that's an interesting concept to think about because even the scriptures say, in so many words, <laughs> this is a rough rough paraphrase. Be on your best behavior because you never know when you're ha- hanging out with angels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what percentage of our interactions 
or our reality, quote unquote, mm-hmm. quote, end quote, because I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, like what percentage are, are, are just interactions with the metaphysical? Or do you think we'll ever know? I think I think I think it's both. I think it's all of them. I think it's, I think everything is both literal and symbolic. Everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily mean literal and symbolic, though. I mean like what what of our experiences are are purely one hundred percent an angel or a demon or a metaphysical being none doing of the, it. None of them, because they all really? still have a projection of reality. And so it's all still literal and symbolic at the same time. So 100% no, I don't think zero, <laughs> 99% of what you yeah. Okay. I just, I just don't think that there's ever that 100% time where it's 100%, you know. Metaphysical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're, the two are always intertwined. So You think that you think, so what of you're the saying is. the physical and the metaphysical, they're always intertwined. Yeah. And what you're saying is the metaphysical. And they affect each other. Okay. The metaphysical serves only to alter the physical. I think the metaphysical is probably just if it, if the metaphysical physical existed it has to exist in just as within that same construct. Well, it has to it has to exist with as much reality as our reality ha- it does. Right. So if the metaphysical and the spiritual exist, it has to exist with the same amount of reality and weight as our own quote unquote reality is. Right. Of right. The real world. Right. So if it if it does exist, it it carries just as much weight as the real world, right? So interesting. Everything would be then both physical and spiritual. Everything would be both literal and symbolic. Everything is sex. No, everything is story. <laughs> you constantly say that. I don't know why you just can't admit that Robert California is a shaman for our time. Well, that's um, I'm a competing competing shaman. <laughs> competing shaman. Shaman competition 2016. Right. The showdown of the shamans. The showdown of the shamanic century. Bring your best spells. Bring your bags of holding. Bring your trustiest, truest staves. <laughs> this Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> can I please speak to the champ? Who, Who is the champ? That is a question for this Saturday night. WWE Super Slam. <laughs> um, ma'am, a, are you a supporter good. of the United States military? Yes, yes, I am. I am. Good. Do you support the United States Marine Corps? Yes, yes, I do. Good. Because a former decorated member of the United States Marine Corps needs your support. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> Well uh, memed. Well memed. The best, the best phone prank of, of all time ever. You think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just like that they would do. Yeah, they just did the same lady over and over again. Yeah, just she beat keeps, her to death. She, she kept answering the phone. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Why would well, you? Well, she's a housewife. She's answering? at home. She doesn't have much to do. Why do you keep answering? Well, you know. After like the time number three, you just stop. Right. Answering. Just let it ring. Right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe there were like thousands of times in between there that she didn't answer and these are only the ones that she picked up because she was like oh perhaps it's a legitimate phone call yeah 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 <laughs> um, i mean imagine if you did that to somebody for like you know months on end oh yeah, like yeah every yeah, couple days sure. just call them yeah <laughs> and then and the john cena yeah <laughs> 
WWE Super Slam. You gotta find people that still have landlines though. That's the that's the ticket because it's so easy to on cell phones just block yeah, just yeah. block the number mm-hmm. and whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, well, I teased this on the last episode, so I feel compelled to talk about it this episode from the Washington Post. Um, <laughs> and I had a good chuckle when I read this. Justice Department sues the city of Ferguson to force policing reform. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Just as the Department of Justice filed a 56-page civil lawsuit Wednesday against the city of Ferguson, Missouri, alleging that 18 months after the police shooting of Michael Brown, the city's policing court system continued to violate black residents' civil rights. The suit, a contentious next step in what has been a months-long negotiation process between federal and city officials over potential reforms, reforms, says these, quote, ongoing and pervasive violations come from the city's use of law enforcement to generate revenue. Mm-hmm. That's the part that gets me, because it's yep. like, it's like any more, like, it, isn't that just what cops are doing? Yes. Yes. Like, I, I want to have an open mind. I want to say, oh, there's protecting and serving, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But um, I don't know. Every every day when I commute to work, all I see are cops pulling people over. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, you see, here's the thing: you need to have you need to have the strategically placed speed trap. Because if you didn't, then everyone would go 80, 90 miles an hour. But see, here, here and this has long been my point of view on that. Now, now, no. If I, folks are safely, safely mm-hmm. traveling at twenty miles over, or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and I guess that's a fine line. Mm-hmm. But safely traveling, like, because I'm, I'm on my commute to work. It's a nice, open, wide highway. There's plenty of light, you know. P- yeah. Perhaps it could be different at nighttime or what have you, because I could fly over a hill and, I don't know, careen into a kid or a semi or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's like three in the afternoon, completely lit. Like, if I want to drive 85 on the way to work, completely safely, mm-hmm. not zigging and zagging. But then, isn't that my prerogative see, as, as, as an American, Matt? It should be, but you see, we have five percent of the population who don't drive like that. Who drive like maniacs? Who drive like maniacs? Yeah. And now, now I'm going to amend what I said previously before you started that little rant. Is that mm-hmm. if you didn't have the speed traps, everyone would go 90 miles an hour. It's not true. If no. you didn't have the speed traps, only that five percent would go 100 miles an hour on the highway, right? As fast as they could, right? 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 But it's you have to have the speed traps for those five percent, because if not, then they're going to hurt hurt harmless people who are just Trying to do what you just described, right? Right. So just you safely you, get from one. You have point to have speed traps. It's, yeah. it's when it's excessive, right? Yeah. When it's you control a two mile stretch or a mile and a half stretch of Highway seventy. Oh, you're so you constantly, about Saint Anne. yeah. So you constantly have those guys are pricks your, too. You constantly have cops. It's revenue on that highway pulling yeah. people over in that mile and a half zone. Yeah, and it's right there by the airport, so all it is is just, mm-hmm. literally all it is is folks going downtown, yeah. going to work, to and from the airport. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's probably the busiest section, one of the busiest sections of the highway yeah. in the area. And yet, yeah, there's like a two-mile stretch there. And I've pulled through that two-mile stretch. I kid you not to our listeners who are in other places and aren't familiar with that area. And it's just past the 270 interchange and all this other yeah. stuff. So I've pulled through there and seen like six cops Having folks pulled over, mm-hmm. St. all St. Anne cops, mm-hmm. having folks pulled over within a two mile stretch. Yeah, literally, like you'll just you'll just drive by and it's like one, two, three, four, five, and six. And it's not just Ferguson; it's ev- it's all it's all these other places that live on that corridor between, um, you know, St. Charles and St. Louis, and also between like you know, uh, Gravois is a bad place for that because you have North St. Louis. You know, well, you know, South South St. Louis South County Gravois uh, yeah. Highway Thirty. 
runs through Fenton and a lot of other smaller municipalities before it gets out into Jefferson County and stuff, where you have smaller, you know, police departments yeah. that stake a certain part of Claim a well-traveled highway, highway yeah. Yeah. and pull people over. Yeah. Um, and then they, ha- you know, and maybe maybe their territory runs parallel. Yeah. To that, but they have this one space that runs across the highway that they control, it's and it you know it doesn't even need to be a part of their jurisdiction. You yeah, know, it's, it's a little offshoot, it. this little peninsula that just happens across <laughs> across the highway, yeah. and they do that so that they they those police stations can make money, and so they can make a lot of money, right? Um, because <clears throat> you have factions within the police forces, and so you have all these in, in, within county, St. Louis County, you have all these smaller municipalities of of police um and so to pay their their bills and not just to pay their bills but to afford all the nice shiny new toys that st charles county and st louis city police get (laughs) they have to find backhanded ways to finagle extra cash because they want to have the shiny toys too right they want to have the you know so three hundred dollars in court costs is the best way to do that they want to have the ten thousand dollar you know suits of riot gear and, and you know, all this other, you know, right. the, the drones and the tanks and all the other stuff. Drones and tanks, yeah. Anyway, anyway but but the point I'm trying to make is is, is that they finagle their way into being able to control you know, these sides of, of parts of highway. You know, uh, unlike, say, say, Chesterfield cops. Now, I'm not a big fan of Chesterfield cops either, but at least Chesterfield cops don't set up speed traps because it's in Chesterfield and they have enough tax revenue <laughs> from the fact that it's the nice part of town. Right. To be able to yeah. afford there's a, those there's things, there's a ton of rich white folks that are always shopping. Exactly, yeah. they got a Tesla dealership out there. They got a Lamborghini dealership. They're mm-hmm. doing fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you have the poor, poor ironically, areas. you would think the speed trap would be near the Lamborghini dealership, but that's you yeah, know, that's just me. Yeah, because <laughs> God knows if I buy a brand new Lamborghini, I'm gonna hop on the highway and push it straight to 200. Really? Like that? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Come on, be serious. Yeah. And I'm not even into cars. Like I'm not even. I don't. I don't. Like most guys are like, oh, dream car and stuff. My dream car, literally my dream car. If you, if you said you have an unlimited budget for a vehicle, mm-hmm. well, I really like the Tesla. I will say that I really like the Tesla. It's just, but that, but see, that speaks to my inner nerd, like yeah. a car that can self park and self drive and all that stuff. If I've got a Lamborghini, the first thing I would do is run past like all the like the ratchety bus stations, bus stops around St. Louis, <laughs> right. and just pick up like like black chicks. Just, say, hey, what's up, baby? Come on, take a ride. <laughs> you know, and then hop right in. Yeah. yeah. You're like uh you're like it's it's like the uh a wealthier version of a uh, uh, a pedo with a with an ice cream truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about lo- speaking of local municipalities. I was thinking about this the other day too cuz I asked my dad cuz I, I I don't know. I guess I figured he might know. And I'm asking you and I'm as- also asking our listeners um I was thinking cuz I bought some Sudafed, you know, I'm trying to clear out this cold. And I'm like What's because you have to sign for it. You have to show your ID, mm-hmm. sign for it in in the state of Missouri in in St. Louis County. So I j- jump through the hoops and I'm like, just give me, just let me have relief. Should <laughs> let my pipes be opened up. Um, but then I was thinking, I was like, that was like two weeks ago. What's what's the max? Like when <laughs> when, when can How I buy more? The waiting period. Yeah. And and I wasn't sure, and I'm not sure. I so I don't know if it's calculated by like a number of times in a month. And then my so my dad told me he's like he's like I'm pretty sure it's like number of times within a month, um, and the only thing they'll do is refuse you. Like if you have it, like it, it's it's not like they're gonna kick in your door or something. Yeah. They'll just they'll just refuse you. And I was like, 
Now, is that a calendar month or a rolling 30-day period? Like, I really want to know because I really want to get some more. I really want to try yeah, and get yeah. cleared up here. And and uh, and then I was thinking, first of all, a couple of things here. First of all, has like, can you look at like the actual numbers of like meth production in this area? Have they gone down since this bullshit Sudafed thing has been in effect? I don't, I don't know. And how long is it? How long has it been in effect? A couple of years, I think. Yeah. And if they haven't, if they haven't, mm-hmm. a what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And b this other thing occurred to me: why is it only certain counties? Because I live in St. Charles County. You can't buy Sudafed in St. Charles County. I could get a prescription from a family doctor. I could say I have a cold. He would he would call the pharmacy and get a prescription. I'd pick it up like anything else. Um, you know, like my Viagra pills that I get or you know sure. whatever. Um, but but there's a uh, but then I can drive right across the river into St. Louis County with no no police check. You know, there's no there's no drug sniffing dogs at, at the Blanchett Bridge there. Drive right over into St. Louis County and pick up some Sudafed. So. Are we really curbing the tide of math by what we're doing here? No. I mean, I have to show my license and stuff, so it's still, I guess, a stringent process. Like, I'm not just going over there and picking up, you know, bucket loads of of pseudofedrin. Yeah. But, like, is it really helping? Or is it just making my life, when I have a cold, more of a pain in the ass? It's making your life more of a pain in the ass. Okay. Because those sorts of things usually don't help. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and it won't ever be repealed. Well, yeah, because because you, know? you would have to be the idiot to ever try and repeal it. Because obviously, yeah. what? Oh, oh, you want meth heads? Like, that's, yeah, that, that's exactly. the instant. You know, oh, of course, you, then you want this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always the or you're soft on crime. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's you know, you're not for the children and all these other uh, BS arguments that we use to uh, persuade our politicians. Um, but there's one politician we can't persuade. Or swayed in that way. Well, he's we unstoppable. We can't use tactics like that. Those those <laughs> those mind traps that, that yeah. people so easily fall into. Yeah. Um, and and his his opponents have tried. They've tried to use those tactics on him. You know, uh, he's racist because he wants to build a wall. Yeah. Um, and they they tried to stump him, and they couldn't. Um, you know, they tried to. Uh, Isn't it kind of racist to build a wall, though? I'm just saying. No. You don't think so? No, I don't. Um, <clears throat> Are you saying you not, support Trump? Man? It's not. Uh, it's not. It's. It. I don't know if it's the greatest idea to build a wall, or if we really need to build a wall. Right. But I don't think it's racist to build a wall. Um, yeah. It's it's nationalistic, but but see, people associate nationalism thanks to thanks to these Nazis. You know, right. people associate any nationalism, any nationalist movement with racism. Well, you can be or proud. Of, I, I, I think you can be proud of your country without wanting to burn people, but you, you without know, wanting to torch other countries or, yeah, other, it, or people it, from other countries. Exactly, and you can also want it to just to be your country and nobody else's without being racist or bigoted. Um, I think that's a bit of a harder sell. It, it but is, I, but I sure think I'm on board with you. But uh, just because I don't want. Um, everybody from uh, just say you don't want a bunch of dirty Mexicans. <laughs> no, has has nothing to do with with that at all. Um, but uh, immigration is not a solution to a problem. Syrian refu- refugees coming and going into European countries, into Germany, into into Sweden, and coming to the United States, coming to Canada. It's right. not solving the problem in Syria. 
You're just taking people out of the problem, but you're not solving the actual problem. So uh, I'm, I'm, I think the country should have a strong national identity. They should, the Germans should want to be Germans. You know, the Swiss should want to be Swiss. British should want to be British and not have it be, uh, you know, a, a Pakistani British. You know, the whole the whole thing with my argument about African, the term African American. You're not an African American. You're an American who is black. Right. Okay. Right. Your people have been, lived here for hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. Regardless of how they got here. Regardless of how they got here, they yeah. they've been here for hundreds. Or when of they're years. going to leave, you've adapted and assimilated. You've right. known no other culture, no other country. Um, for generations in your family, right? The same as me. Yeah. So I wouldn't call myself, you know, French-American or this other whatever my grandparents and great-grandparents were. Right. Okay. You're just American. I'm an American. And it comes with a, a, a sense of duty and, and patriotism and, and national pride. And I, I, I want um, American America to be for Americans and people who want to become Americans. Right. If that's something that you want, if that's something right. that you want, uh, I don't know why you would. I don't. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want people who are Pakistani coming to the United States to live in America and be Pakistani in America. If you want to move from Pakistan to the United States and be an American, a citizen of the United States, who used so be to be it. from pa- who who is from Pakistan, great doors should be open, right? But uh, just because, but but you know, don't stay as what you what you were. Now, now I want the Pakistani people to have a great sense of national pride, and I want them to to want to be Pakistani, just like I want Sy- people from Syria to want to be Syrian and want to live in their own country. Right. And, but the problem them there isn't them. The problem is there is our government. Yeah. Uh, violently overthrowing their government because they didn't want to play by our rules. Right. You see, we we have enough, our our government, which is the real problem, the real cancer in the world, is the United States government. But so our government has taken hold, pissed off the rest of the world, and is pissed off the rest of the world, and is is trying to make every other country in the world the same, and trying to make every other country just like the United States or just like Britain. Yeah, you know, where you have this melting pot of uh, of of identities and. I mean, honestly, I, I hate to be this guy, but but seeing the the way that the United States has colonialized the world in the past twenty years, since Nicaragua, all this other stuff, and 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 even I mean, since since freaking Vietnam and all this stuff in South Asia, we and we we really have have just become a, a conglomeration that takes over any country that has any sense of we want to be our own thing and then thrive and and and, and become powerful apart. From this giant one-world government, um, and it really is—I hate to use the phrase—but it really is cultural Marxism. Which I mean, I don't know if you, I, I, listeners may know that that term. I don't know if you know that term. Um, it's a term uh, I, I've never used on this show. I know, but cultural Marxism is basically the idea that if you take uh, a person's sense of individuality, um, if you destroy their sense of national pride. And their their sense of identity to a, a nationality right. into a certain culture, and you assimilate other peoples into that culture. At, uh, after a couple generations, those cultures die out, and you, ha- you it's replaced by a homogenous culture that that is the same and monotone, and the world therefore is much more easily controllable because you don't have as 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 big a national identity. Everything is McDonald's and Coca Cola and uh, four inch screens in front of your face, and nothing is. 
the culture in which you grew up and, and the traditions of your people right. and of your, of your country. And that's cultural Marxism. And I think we see it all the time, and especially with, with the Syrian refugee crisis, right, um, which all that has caused all of this con- controversy in, in Germany um, over uh, Syrian refugees coming into the country and, and them having a strong sense of nationality and not wanting to uh, um, have, have their culture and their, uh, their national identity messed up um and not have having to be forcefully assimilating people into into their culture um just because they have some sort of uh guilt complex over world war Two, you know right and but i mean that's been foisted upon them to a certain extent well, you've said a lot of things about america here matt some interesting thoughts it's that. It's Would spir- you say above all that you want to make America great again? I, I do. It's the spirit of Trump. <laughs> As, that's what's that's what's going on here, Edison. Is before bef- your listener before we came, we started recording. The unstoppable. Uh, we were watching uh, Donald Trump on Hannity in a very weird, it, it, like, kind of like a town hall. But he, they just Hannity just lobbed softballs at him for like forty five minutes. Yeah. Well, and it was just Hannity and Trump just hanging out and talking. Yeah. Like yeah. he didn't like even I. I I've but seen see, the spirit of with... Trump. The spirit of Trump has come upon me, and that's why. I started talking about nationalism, cultural Marxism. You know, build the wall. It's not bigoted or racist. I mean, I've seen I've seen inter- interviews with mm. other Fox personalities. I saw Bill O'Reilly interview Trump, and he he played hardball with him. He said, you know, well, okay, how are you going to do this that you say you're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. He didn't do any of that, dude. No. Like he was like he was like, oh yeah, well, and and it seemed it seemed correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed also as though. Like he was spoon feeding him too. Yeah, like yeah. he was just like he was just like, yeah. The, so and they started talking about trade, and then the one thing that I really noticed, he's like, so you would say you were for fair trade? Like, he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just he's like putting the words in his mouth, and Trump's like, oh yeah, yes, I'm and for fair then, trade. The, the, like, the, then the next are you one, serious? then the next one, because like, they, they it kept getting softer and softer, and we were noticing it. And then right. the next question after that one was, so so, tell us how. You you like the Constitution. Tell us how you feel about the Constitution. <laughs> right. Right? Right. As if he's going to say, oh, it's <laughs> a damned old document that we yeah. need to move away from or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, are uh, you serious? You're, you're asking a presidential candidate what he thinks of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that... <laughs> now, Mr. Trump, is that you've, where we're you've, at always, you've right always now? been some... Mr. Trump, you've always been somebody who's against crime. You're right. I've always been against crime. Right, uh, Mr. Trump, you 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 support the soldiers now. In lieu of that, in your, how do you feel about these puppies, Mr. Trump? <laughs> right. Well, I think uh, you we've known we've always known that I've always I thought those puppies are adorable. You can ask anybody in, in the world. You know, I have a friend, a very dear friend to me, who uh, who who has know, puppies, who has and puppies. I love their puppies. And I love their puppies. Their puppies <laughs> yeah. are great. You know, uh, they said that at first they didn't want to have puppies, then they had a puppy. The puppy grew up. He's a superstar. <laughs> Uh, Trump on abortion. He basically went into a tirade of, uh, I know this couple, very good friends they of mine. They were considering an abortion. Yeah, they were right. considering an abortion. They didn't go through with it, and now they love their and kid. And now the kids, yeah. So he's pro-life. Whatever. I, lo- I love the fact he always has a friend, a very dear friend to him, to, to make his example. Well, you got to figure, like, what percentage... Here's just a... Let's just run with this. You know, I go everywhere they... Everywhere I go, they tell me that, you know, that I had a woman who told me yesterday how much she loves me, how much... Uh, a Latino right. woman, a very hardworking woman... You, Woman, uh, she, she's great. She's a number one. She's a superstar. Right. Ugh. Well, let's just run with this for a second. If you're a Donald Trump, right, seven billion dollars, right. First of all, you can't be a Donald Trump because there's well, only one Donald Trump. If, if you're Donald Trump, yeah, you got seven billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're uh, how should we say well off? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everywhere you go, 
and everyone in your contacts on your phone. You are their best friend. Yeah. Like, you realize that, right? You have seven billion dollars. Like, like you if, know, I didn't. I, I mean, never thought think about, about it that, in that way. Context. You, 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 but you, you, you smell what I'm stepping in. Yeah. Because it's like, like if I if I had seven billion dollars, Matt, like, how many times when I call you would you think that you're too busy to answer that call? Probably. I don't, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> That's how many. I would be. I would expect you to. If he had seven billion dollars, seven billion dollars, I would expect you to bring me more than just chicken sandwiches every Monday night. Right. When we do the podcast. Right. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. We actually built a delicious chicken sandwich right before this episode. Yep, Hardy's chicken, very good. Hardy's, yeah, it's very tasty. No, uh, it, it, but think about that though. You know, like I don't think That's I don't true. think there's too many folks that say, uh, "Oh, Donald Trump, well, he's not my friend at all." Yeah, like he's an acquaintance, mm-hmm. a, a, a business professional with yeah. which I'm mildly associated. No, you want to be friends with Trump. He has seven billion dollars. Yeah, that it behooves you, most people. Except for governments and states, it it behooves you to be friends with Donald Trump. Yeah, right. You know, if 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 he gave me his card and said, "Hey, here's my card. Text me if you need anything," I I wouldn't throw that away. Yeah, right. I, like I wouldn't I wouldn't I would have that number. Yeah. <laughs> I would make sure that I didn't lose it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying. Uh, perhaps the uh, perhaps the that's some of the reason for his anecdotes about all of his friends maybe maybe because everyone he meets is ex- is ecstatic to see yeah, him sure. yeah 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 that's probably true like i said but how many times do you think he calls somebody and they're like oh no i don't oh that's just donald i'm not gonna yeah. answer that yeah seven billion dollars of course you're gonna answer jacket i guess it, it, anyways um so you heard about this apple thing um, Apple on encryption delicious. and it, no, 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 the, the computer company makers of the popular iPhone, the Macintosh. The, <laughs> yes, the Macintosh. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> they're, so uh, they're hip, but they're on a cutting edge of of the new personal computer movement. Th- they are. Yeah, they're pioneering mm-hmm. uh, in that uh, in that regard. So, February 16th, 2016, mm-hmm. nigh, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. No, a week ago. We could go Tuesday. As a matter of fact, we're recording on Tuesday. Um, they published on their website, apple.com slash customer letter. Just open up a message to our customers. I'm going to read the header, and then I'm going to skip down to the subheader of the San Bernardino case. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which, of course, if you're unfamiliar, was uh, when Farouk and his lovely bride donned uh, weapons and gear and went into a, what was it, a holiday party or a Christmas party or something of that nature and shot up a bunch of folks in the name of Islam. Yeah. Peaceful religion, though. Yeah. It's very peaceful. <laughs> no, are you saying that it isn't, though, Matt? I think it is. I'm saying that just, I really think I'm think, saying like just like every other religion... Twenty-five percent of those of those people are completely ludicrous in everything they do, that they do. Twenty-five uh, percent of Christians are completely ludicrous, and I'm talking like ludicrous the rapper. What? Like they're just <laughs> they. That has how crazy and deranged that they are. They're ludicrous. Right. They're ludicrous. What? Uh, um, what percentage of Scientologists would you say? All of them, like 99 percent. The right. ones who aren't currently contemplating leaving the Church of Scientology, all those motherfuckers crazy. <laughs> 
every, the only sane ones are the everybody ones everybody but those contemplating leaving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <coughs> so yeah. like five percent. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't, I don't know how you stay in something like that. But anyway, um, the the uh, the percentage of of people who are part of Islam who are peaceable, reasonable, rational people, yeah, are probably close to eighty to ninety percent. Yeah, I, yeah. And then you have ten. I to mean, 15. it is. Isn't it the world's biggest religion now? No, I don't think so. I think Christianity Second, still hasn't probably. Beat. Well, Christian. I mean, Catholics alone make up one That's billion. That's a good point. Uh, one yeah, billion if you, if is Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. I mean, you get remember Latin America. So one billion of percentage of the one billion people are Catholic, and then you have however many else who are non-Catholic Christians or Protestant. Right. So between Catholics and Protestants, That's I mean that number is yeah. one point seven, probably close to two billion. Yeah, out of the six. Yeah, so that's twenty five percent of the world's population. You know, anyway, um, and then you have like a billion Buddhists and stuff like that. So Islam yeah. is like number two, but like it's you know, yeah. If we didn't have that, that if we weren't hand in hand with the Protestant or with the Catholics, yeah, you know, making it happen. Running the world. I don't consider ourselves hand in hand with the. I don't consider myself hand in hand with the Catholics. I having knowing maybe like hand in rosary with the Catholics then. (laughs) Knowing what little I know about, uh, (laughs) knowing what little I know about Catholicism, I I don't understand how you could ever accept that as like it just it just seems so bananas to me. Well. Some some of the imagery. And the you want to get a Catholic on the show? You want to get a hardcore Catholic? We should, Catholic get, it, we should get a hard. That'd, that'd be a good. Like a really good smart show. Catholic. Yeah, like a hardcore defend the faith Catholic. That'd be great. You, Why well, you know one? I do. Do I know them? No. Who we'll is it? Somebody do. you work with, or we'll see what we can do. Let's put it that way. All right. We'll see what we can do. Cool. Make it happen, Matt. I think that'd be awesome. Anyway, uh, Catholics, terrible people. Popecast. We'll do popecast. Complete rubbish. <laughs> Complete rubbish. Catholics. Um. Yeah. What was it's he, ridiculous. What was we were talking about again. Oh, we was talking. We was talking this about apple thing. We was talking about uh, radical Islam. Okay. You, well, yeah. So once again, you have ten percent of that of that population who are Islamic, who are professed to be uh, Muslim or, or follow Islam, whatever. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, ten percent of them, fifteen percent of them are crazy wacko nut jobs, um, and uh, they have. Just as much as Christians in United in 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 Western governments have assert control and dominance, um, in Eastern governments Islam and con- controls their governments too. So when you have a government religion, um, yeah, it it's, it it can tend to be very uh, radicalized, and that's just that's just radicalization on on, um, you know, against the United States. Yeah. But a very small percentage of, of suicide bombers, or of, of radicalized Muslims, are, are ever suicide bombers, or that are willing to do something like San Bernardino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, the San Bernardino. Yeah. So okay. So as I understand it, the backstory is that with the San Bernardino case, there is a iPhone in question. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the shooters, or both, or what have you, had an iPhone, and the iPhone in question is encrypted as all Apple products are um, and going forward I believe with uh, 
get rid of his lollipop and, and, and on. But but Android has started to do that much after Apple, but now Android is starting to do that too, to where everything is encrypted um, from the desk on, like just everything everything on there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, it's, it's uh, locked by a passcode. Mm-hmm. And if you put in the passcode 10 times, it'll erase the device. Yeah. Now, essentially, as I understand it from different articles that have read, et cetera, et cetera, the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, mm-hmm. for those that are unaware, has asked Apple to build a specific set of software to install on the iPhone that would bypass okay, that lock and that feature of the software being erased after 10 lockouts. A backdoor, if you will. Yeah, a backdoor, yes. Um, and as a result, Apple posted this message to their website. Message to our customers. The United States government has demanded that Apple take an unprecedented step which threatens the security of our customers. We oppose this order, which has implications far beyond the legal case at hand. This moment calls for public discussion, and we want our customers and people around the country to understand what is at stake. Uh, and then there's a header, the need for encryption. It just basically boil that down for you. Um, everything that you have is in your smartphone, and so it deserves to be private. That's that's <laughs> boiling that down. Just like just like a wallet. Yeah. Just like a person, like it's it's on your person. It should be mm-hmm. it should be private. Uh, and then there's a header to the San Bernardino case, and it says, "We were shocked and outraged by the deadly act of terrorism in San Bernardino last December. We mourn the loss of life and want justice for all those whose lives were lives were affected." The FBI asked us for help in the days following the attack, and we worked. We have worked hard to support the government's efforts to solve this horrible crime. We have no sympathy for terrorists. Not even a little, I guess. Not at all. When the FBI has requested data that's in our possession, we have provided it. Apple complies with valid subpoenas and search warrants, as we have in the San Bernardino case. Mm-hmm. We've also made Apple engineers available to advise the FBI, and we've offered our best ideas on a number of investigative options at their disposal. We have great respect for the professionals of the FBI, and we believe their intentions are good. Up to this point, we've done everything that is both within our power and within the law to help them. But now the U.S. government has asked us to do something, has asked us for something we simply do not have, and something we consider too dangerous to create. They have asked us to build a backdoor to the iPhone. Specifically, the FBI wants us to make a new version of the, F- the iPhone operating system, circumventing several important security features, and install it on an iPhone recovered during the investigation. In the wrong hands, this software, which does not exist today, mm-hmm. would have the potential to unlock any iPhone in someone's physical possession. The FBI may use different words to describe this tool, but make no mistake, building a version of iOS that bypasses security in this way would undeniably create a backdoor. And while the government may argue that its use would be limited to this case, there is no, no way to guarantee such no. control. No, uh, no, absolutely not. They want to use this as a precedent to be able to get that and then to create a backdoor, a permanent backdoor into, into iOS. Yeah. Well, that's what I uh, tend to believe as well. Um, so, yeah, the tech world has sort of been a storm. I've seen several headlines, et cetera, et cetera. I read one in-depth article, which is how I knew about the iPhone and kind of it, it, where did it gone. And then I guess now it's come out that uh, the somebody uh, – Change something on the iPhone or tried to get into it before they were supposed to, mm-hmm. sort of breaking the chain of evidence kind of thing, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but this whole concept of, oh, and did you hear about John McAfee? 
Um, yes. It, what he said, he basically he came out and he said, "I will eat my shoe." That's what he said. I will eat my shoe on Neil Cavuto. <laughs> That's what he said. If the guys that work for him at McAfee Security, the guys that work for him, if they're not able to get into it, he said they're way better and smarter than the FBI is. And he said, and why is that? Because the FBI won't let anybody that wants to have half-inch gauged ears and smoke weed all day every day while they're on the job work for them. <laughs> That's literally what he said. He wrote an open letter to, I, I can't remember if it was TechCrunch or one of these other blogs or something like that. I read it and I'm like, oh, oh, this guy's thrown down in a big way. Uh, how can we get John, jobs with John McAfee? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already endorsed him for president on this we show. We have endorsed him for president uh, he's, on this I, show. We, I've talked about Trump, but Trump is nothing compared to John McAfee. It's true. This guy has some serious steam when it comes to president. I, I know he's, And he has a lot of balls. I know he hasn't dropped out of the race yet. So. And if there's anything I like more than balls... It's smoking weed all day and getting paid I, to do it. <laughs> uh, Mr. McAfee, get at me. You know that I'm a longtime supporter of you and of your presidential aspirations. And frequently jobless. So <laughs> you know my affinity for politics. Right. Uh, I know the political landscape. I know right. the world of politics. Right. Mr. McAfee, if y- you let me come work for you, I will make, make it my tireless effort <laughs> to make sure that you have the presidency more weed of the United States. Oh. In in 2020, that you run as an independent, so you want to come on board as depose, the campaign advisor. I I think I can run the whole campaign. I think I could do it. <laughs> and what's to stop you? I mean, yeah, just you know, nothing. <laughs> just I mean, if John McAfee hears this, come yeah, on, man, please hit him up. Give me a job, dude. Suburban underscore wizard on Twitter. Yeah, what Mr. do you want McAfee? me to do? I'm great. I I know politics. You know, right? Um, I built a lot of Legos in my life. He could commentate. Uh, mm-hmm. I've read a lot of Christian nonfiction. I, um, uh, I can cook. Okay, okay, I can vouch for that. He can. He can. He can. I'm an, okay, I'm an okay cook. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me okay. What if you were like you. craft services for the campaign? I mean, a craft services slash a campaign manager. Sure. <laughs> craft service. Well, we we, we got to you know we got to look at the brass tacks of things there. Assistant to the. Assistant to the crap, the, the craft <laughs> services and campaign manager. Right, assistant to the <laughs> Well, it's going to be a cheap campaign, obviously. I don't think McAfee has a lot of traction. And I don't mean that as a slight. I'm just but, I'm I being mean, factual not now. Here. Like, we're already too deep into this political cycle. We'll have to, we'll have to regroup and go for next cycle. Right. Um, well, but you, I don't think anybody wants to. Because we all know 2020 is going to be a landslide. But see... <laughs> 2020, I'm going to run the whole election. <laughs> Kanye West does not have the political clout or the gravitas. As you probably could have guessed by this moment, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. There it is. Our uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I think I think if, if uh, a McAfee West ticket oh. in uh, 2020 would do now very well. Because... Uh, Cybersecurity and being hard on the issues. You have mm-hmm. McAfee, and for the hilarious sideshow for the campaign trail, yeah, you si- have obviously Kanye West. Sideshow Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Sideshow Kanye. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. So, what do you think about this Apple thing? I, I mean, I, my gut reaction is I hate siding with Apple because you know I'm I'm an Android fanboy. I do everything Google. I've got a Google smartwatch. I've got a Google smartphone. He has a Google wife. I a couple uh, of Google kids. Couple <laughs> thinking about getting a Google dog. Yeah, got the Google house on the Google Hill. Yeah, with the Google picket fence. Uh huh. 
The Google security system? Two Google cars? Yeah. Yep. Your children are going to be going to Google College when they get old enough? Yeah. Well, that's if they can uh, get themselves get themselves a couple of Google jobs and work yeah. their way through the Google College. Well, I mean, yeah. just enjoy it now that you know you get to wake up on Sunday morning and a couple get, of little Googles at home. Get the get the get your Google children and your Google wife all dressed up and drive to Google Church. Yeah, worship Google God. Oh, yeah, sing worship. some sing some Google hymns and Google songs. <laughs> sing some praises to Google Jesus uh-huh. and, and then uh, then come home. Go do uh, eat a Google lunch. And yeah. Take a Google nap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe have some. Google Google fun time with the missus later on. Well, who knows? That's what Sunday afternoons are for, after yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's too late for this. Google. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I hate signing with Apple, but uh, from my lips to the podcast ears, they're right on about this one. Yeah. And good on them for thumbing their nose at the United States government for asking what is essentially an outrageous uh, thing to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a private company. They and, and and see, here's the funny thing that I was mentioning to a couple of people. I'm like, I'm sure that if the United States government wanted to, they could indict Apple. Probably like that. Well, and and, and I'm not saying. That's because Apple are skis bags. They could probably do it for Google. They could do it for Nike. They could mm-hmm. do it for any other giant corporation, right? Like, I, I firmly believe that if you have a lot of money running around and the government is is, is getting a, a slice of that pie, uh, I think they want more of that slice. Yeah. I think they want a bigger slice out of that pie. And I think if they wanted to, they could pressure you legally or otherwise to do that, mm-hmm. whether you're an individual or a company or what have you. Think, think of it this way, though. Apple is one of the largest companies in the world, right? Aren't they the They might be the largest. I don't actually, know, but they, they're definitely like the know. largest yeah. tech company in the world, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and they make solid stuff. Their and, hardware's really, really solid. The United States government is going up against them, or should I say they're going up against the United States government. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens... Out of this. In the days and weeks to follow. Because you have a large tech company going up against the <laughs> largest government in the world. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see which... God versus man. You know, Wait. you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, gods versus kings. Yeah. I don't know, but it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens out of this and who kind of emerges the victor. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Apple doesn't have to give up any ground, then well, it I... might be good news for encryption and for the tech world in general. Um. And, but also, it'll be interesting to see what the United States government and what the police state in particular are willing to do, and what the fascists will do on a um, financial market on, on the financial sector with Apple. Will and Apple sort of pressure them on this? Will Apple stock fall? Will Apple see more regulation on other in other frontiers in America um, because of the way they're digging in their heels? You know. Yeah. I mean the the monster has many tentacles, man, and if they can't get you with one with the police force against. You know the FBI can't get it from Apple. Maybe, yeah. yeah, Maybe the EPA or um, you know uh, Wall Street can get it from them. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's it's a very weird time to be alive. Like Mm -hmm. because there's so many factors in play. You know. Well, it's like just X number of years ago, like 15 years ago, this wasn't even a, a. this wasn't even up for debate. Yeah. But now you think about it and it's like, well, who, who, do you know anybody, Matt, that doesn't have a smartphone? No. This I don't know. still either. uses an old flip phone or something? Or, or or doesn't have a cell phone. 
Um, or further, even you know somebody that doesn't have a personal computer, doesn't have an email address. No one who can talk. No, yeah, exactly. I have a four-year-old, and that's the scary niece, part. And I don't think that she has a cell phone yet. I've got a two-year-old son. I was thinking the other day. I was like, I wonder if you, I wonder if I should get him his own tablet. That thought crossed my mind. Yeah, and that I, scared me. I know that she, that she, me. she uses it. She knows how to use it. Yeah, like she can use her mom's cell phone and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I know that for a fact, and that's been something that she's been able to do for years. You know, um, I, 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 I don't think that she, honestly she equates. Probably she would probably equate the television set that's sitting in her home or in my 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 mom's right house as more of the thing that that the boys play video games on, as right. opposed to the thing that you watch your TV show on or your right. show on, right? Because right? that's that's a smartphone or a tablet. Yeah, she's probably used to watching Yo Gabba Gabba on the tablet or <laughs> you know on the smartphone as opposed right. to watching it on the television. Right. It's weird. I don't know. So where you and I grew up in a generation where the entertainment or the screen hub of the the home was the PC and the television, yeah. right? Yeah, two separate entities. Yeah, now, now it's, it's one. Now it's just thanks to Netflix. Every every screen, right? Thanks to Netflix kids. Thanks Netflix kids. Yeah, it's true. Giving me having me making me press one more button on the on the menu option. Anyway, um. So yeah, Apple, good on you. Keep fighting the good fight. Don't give up. Well, keep uh, telling the government. Uh, keep telling the United States government <laughs> to suck themselves. Yeah. I, th- I think is what we're trying Apple, to say here. Apple, I know that every night you have to crawl alone into bed with only your billions and billions of dollars to comfort comfort you. <laughs> and what a terrible life it is. You are out there on the fringes and the wastes of society, constantly being marginalized with only millions and millions of loyal followers who buy every single new product that you make when it, the moment it comes out regardless of whether it's good regardless of whether it's good or it's in any, a, a step up above what they have currently in their pockets um, <laughs> and I know that, that it's hard when, when you have the love and adoration of so many fans to, uh, to really fight the good fight stand up for yourselves I know when, when, when the, the best and brightest minds of our generation have worked enslaved to make you an, an, a national identity, a, a, a country, a, a, an island unto yourself, Apple computers, don't give up <laughs> just because uh, times may be tough now, you know? Um, you've comp- accomplished marginally good things, and you will accomplish marginally better, accomplish marginally better things. Um, in again, the marginal days to come. In the marginal days to come. In, uh, again, where in these marginal days you only have uh, millions of ador- adoring fans. And billions of dollars. Who mindlessly follow you. And billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. You know. Google. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sorry you have to work so hard and have to be marginalized in such such a way. Yeah, it's true. Must be a tough life. Yeah. And the FBI. Oh, I'm so sorry that you finally went up and had to go up against somebody who is more powerful than you who could say no. <laughs> Oh, it must feel so bad, FBI. It must feel so bad, fascist police state of the United States of America, that somebody finally is standing up to you and saying no, and there's not dick all you can do about it. Oh, man, it must suck so hard for you to have your million-dollar tanks and your $10,000 pieces of SWAT, SWAT riot gear armor. Like, right. you know, it, it, must, it, it must be so hard. And yet Apple Computer just puts a letter on their public website yeah. saying, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. <coughs> It must be ho- so hard to be spended with full pay and benefits. I right. can't. I, I can't understand how <laughs> how you could live to be suspended for months and months on end. Right. Never know if you're going to be working again with your family completely taken care of with full pay and benefits. 
Every single time. Right. I can't imagine it, how it must be to have an entire union, a political organization, that will snap to attention every time you stub your toe. Right. <laughs> nope, it's the black people. They're the real problem in this country. It's the black people. <laughs> it's not un- It's not unfathom- unfathomable. Unfathomable. Unfathomable there greed. It is. It's not unfathomable greed. Right. No, that's not the problem in our country. No. It's black, it's black people. people. It is. It's black people, yeah. it's gays, it's abortion. Yep. <laughs> that's the funny thing too though that, like the you it's, had on there. It's black like, people, gays, abortion and privacy. Those are the real pro- those are the real cancers in America. Right. Individual that's, sovereignty and liberty. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing though. Like the FBI, like Matt, if somebody told you uh, a boss, a coworker, a friend, a family member, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Matt, the FBI is looking for you. Yeah, you know, the first thing in your heart would be like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, what's what I do? What they are we, were? What, they what really are, were serious about that downloading? What is, about that online piracy? <laughs> you, you wouldn't download a car. What is uh, you know, like what uh, that'd be the first reaction? Yeah, but Apple just got the court order. They're like, "That's funny." Wipe their ass with it. Yeah. And Put it on their website. Yeah, it's it's a pretty baller move, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I gotta say, because uh, like I said, there's not many people that when you say, "Oh, hey, the FBI uh, wants uh, thus and such," that they don't say, "Oh, uh, okay, let me figure out how to do that." Mm-hmm. You know, but Apple's just like, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like we should do that." Yeah, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> not uh, not our cup of tea. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for dropping by. Here's a free iPad on your way out. <laughs> Man, where do you go to get those free iPads? Right. I saw a guy with the brand new, uh, their newest iPad, of course, is the, this iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy with one at work the other day. Oh my god, dude, it's so big. It's, really? it's, it's, it's. I kid you not, it's no bigger than it, like it's as big as this computer screen, mm. and it has like this fold out keyboard and everything. It's like a, it's basically their answer. I mean, I hate to say it, but. Chromebooks and yeah stuff have been doing this for years, but it's basically their answer to that sort of like hybrid between like there's this device between cell phone mm-hmm. or uh, between tablets and full fledged PC or full fledged computers yeah um and that's sort of what the iPad Pro is and like that's what the Surface is and that sort of thing and like my God is it huge I'm like oh my it's so big but uh, anyways yeah Apple thumb the nose of the United States government folks and it's awesome. Good to, there you go. Good to know somebody's standing up for your privacy. Yeah, way to go, Apple. Now, uh... Nobody in government is yet, just so you know. Yeah. But, uh... Except for now, John McAfee. get back to making useless phones for baristas. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new slogan for, for Apple. <coughs> Apple, useless things for useless people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm a barista part-time, but full-time I can really see myself being a poet. And then I also write music and have my own YouTube channel. You're useless! <laughs> Here's an iPhone. Have an iPhone. You know, I was I was thinking about this concept, and perhaps I'm spoiling it because I was thinking about writing it and putting it on the internet. <laughs> of course. But, uh, you know, the Kardashians, Matt. I know of them. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of them. By the way, hold on. You can finish this, but I just want to interject right now. Are you going to do when the age-old talk fir- about which one's the hot one and when why? We, no, when we first oh. started this show, many, many episodes ago, 
I said I said no celebrity news. Everybody knows it's Chloe. I said no celebrity news. That's true. You did. And we slowly progressed to where we talk about celebrities now. Well, last episode was a big digression. Sure. And I do apologize. But we've, we've talked about celebrities a lot. Which is okay. I mean, fine. We'll talk about celebrities. We can we can do yeah, that. You yeah. know. Um, I just want to say, like, you know, it isn't my favorite topic. So even though we've been talking about it lately, dear listener, please know I still hate anybody yeah, and everybody. With it, right. I, I hate anybody and everybody who's mildly more famous than I am. That's really <laughs> what it is. I'm jelly. Well, I'm it. jelly. I don't blame you. Um, no. So the Kardashians. I was thinking about this, and the 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 title of the article or the this sort of post that I was going to write. I was just going to say, I was going to title it. Everyone's a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Because it it seems to me that in this day and age, anybody that's on social media, for whatever reason, right? Like everybody has, it, and it seems that that the particularly the um, what is it? Probably the twenty. Oh God, what? It's Chloe Kardashian. Nice. That's what I wanted to do to me. Yikes. <laughs> um, it seems that anyone like twenty five and over. Has to have a reason to be on social media, uh huh. Like some sort of purpose, like it's some sort of as like if it's a justification to themselves. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to find better. I, I'm a realtor, and so there's information. There's a lot of people connected. Like, no, fuck it. You're on there for the same reason the Kardashians are. The memes, and that's a perpetuation yep. of self. Uh huh. No, 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 no. Follow me here. It's um, a perpetuation of self. Yeah. And everything that you post on there, even even if you don't post. And an exorbitant amount of selfies, like the Kardashians do. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're on there for the same reason that they are perpetuation of self, emotional masturbation. Unless you're only listening, which I know very few people that are. Uh, probably no one, but yeah, there's there, there's a couple that I know that 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 the amount of um, the amount of posting they do compared to like like the amount of posting they do is is vastly less than. Than others, who is this? Donald Trump says his favorite McDonald's meal is a fish delight. That's this, a headline on Matt's television at the moment. Well, okay, so we left Fox News on the TV because Trump was speaking on Fox News on on Hannity, and now it's on to it. Was, then it was Greta Van Susteren, and now it's under Red Eye, which Red Eye is the if you're, never, if you're not a big Fox News person, Red Eye is their roundtable late night talk show, and it's mostly making fun. Of people and poking people and ad hominem attacks and it's it's not okay. really it's it's not the heavy lifting it's <laughs> yeah it's the B squad but they do stuff stuff like that talking about Donald Trump not knowing the name of a sandwich at a McDonald's and oh that makes him out of touch I guarantee you that's what they're, they're that's what they're saying right now that makes him out of touch because he called a fish fillet cool. a fish delight cool anyway you were in the middle of something that you were passionate about I'm all sorry I'm, all I was saying is that if you're on social media and you're participating in any way whatsoever. Just like the Kardashians. Yeah. It's a perpetuation of self. And, and, but as a follow-up, I don't feel that that's necessarily bad, inherently, in and of themselves. Like, you, you, before social media existed, you would do the same thing in any other way. You would do the same thing yeah. with the shirt you wore, yeah. the car you drove. Well, you still do that. The sunglasses that you wear. Well, people still do that. It's just, right. it's just now, social media now has just added to post it on another dimension. Twitter, yeah. Snapchat. That's what I'm saying. It's just a perpetuation of self. Well, which, it's, again, it's become, inherently, I don't think, is necessarily a bad thing. But 20 years ago... But that's what it is. 20 years ago, perpetuation of self... don't deny it. You are Kardashians, people. You are Kardashians. Perpetuation of self, 20 You're years ago... just all not as hot. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
20 years ago, it wasn't. I know you don't like it. Wasn't, it wasn't that way 20 years ago. The perpetuation of self I'll admit it. didn't have the platform it does now. Not everybody could be could could publish stuff, you know. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Kardashians, so people at work call me Superman because I wear the necklace and I joke about yeah. it. And I'm good at my job. Mm. Um, if you can hear the sound of me patting myself on the back. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so the one girl that I, she, she called me Superman or whatever, and I was like, I was like, hey, uh, uh, so-and-so. They said her name. I was like, hey, so-and-so. Yeah, I'm Superman, right? And you know what my kryptonite is? White women with big booties. <laughs> Sorry. It's what popped in my head about Kim Kardashian. You know the one I want. Oh. <laughs> White women with big booties. Great story. Compelling and rich. Anyway, back to what you, back to what you were saying about... about uh, uh, Per- perpetuation of self, right? Like it, it's emotional masturbation. That's exactly what it is. It's what the whole, the whole Kardashian thing is about. And yeah, we are all Kardashians. That's what we're all doing. Just trying to promote ourselves and make sure more people like us and more people have a favorable view of us. Right. Look at my Instagram and my <coughs> Twitter and my Facebook and yeah. my Snapchat. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, you should look at mine because they're great. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. So you 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 pointed something out to me earlier this week, um, uh, something about on uh, my Facebook page, which I recently reactivated. You did, and I wasn't sure if you wanted me to mention it on the show. No, I did. I did not because the reason I, I and please don't get hit me up on Facebook. Don't ask for a friend <laughs> request. Hit me up on don't, Facebook. Don't do says. anything like that because uh, you know that kids aren't hitting each other up on Facebook anymore, right? Man? I know it's it's like the Snapchats and and the things like that, <laughs> and the uh, what and in the uh, the WhatsApps and the Telegrams. Yeah. The, what was the one? Uh, was it IRC? Was the 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 messenger service from when like back when we were in back like in the ten day? years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, it's about the Facebook thing. So I'd been getting catching some flack from people at work because I didn't have a Facebook page. So I reactivated my old Facebook page. Yeah. And quickly got several requests. And then uh, As you do, did yeah. not accept them. It's basically just me thumbing my nose at, at this couple people. Um, who, <laughs> That's why you who, activated it. Yes, so that they could see that it's active, and every time see, oh, and then you they should would be request, friends with Matt. Yeah, and then you would, and then you would say no. Yes, exactly. Are you Apple? Uh, no, but it's it's not a way. It's yeah, I haven't done anything on on it at all since I activated it. This is what the kids do now, Matt. Snapchat. Mm. It's all the kids do. Yeah. Well, I don't Snapchat. I know. You should, though. It's fun. I have an account. I just don't do it. And so I think, like, four years ago when it became a thing, like people, no, people it's, told it's me. No, it's been sooner than that. No, Snapchat has been around for a while. I remember four years ago, people, Dano Snapchatting. Snapchatting has been around for a while. Not that long. Yeah, has it? it? it ha- yes, it has. It's been around for a while. I remember four years ago. I remember when I was living... I remember back before this podcast started, he was Snapchatting. I don't remember anything before this podcast started. You really? <laughs> well, we've devolved into just dicking around. Just screwing around, so... As we typically do. Point is, everyone's a Kardashian and Trump's an asshole. Now, I think I want to wrap it up with a... Oh, you want me to play this thing? Well, a shout out to somebody that... We've been a fan of for a while. And maybe 10, 15 episodes ago, we 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 talked about him quite a bit. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Jeb. Hmm. Jeb! Jeb! 
Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane to me. Jeb, who... I'm going to look that up, actually, right now. Did you see the one from a week ago where he posted a picture of his gun to Instagram or Facebook or I whatever? I did. I saw yeah. that, yeah. And people... Oh, man, people on 4chan had a face uh, field day with that. Yeah. Don't do it, Jeb. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, after a long and hard-fought... So here's my pledge to you. I will be a commander-in-chief that will have the back of the military. I won't trash talk. I won't be a divider-in-chief or an agitator-in-chief. I won't be out there blowharding, talking a big, big game without backing it up. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the, on that YouTube video is just something that somebody uploaded that, but the, 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 the annotation or the text they put on the screen then was you can, <coughs> you can actually pinpoint the, 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 the time when his heart rips in half. <laughs> That's actually a Simpsons gag, because uh, Ralph really? Wiggum, who I was telling you, telling you about before. Uh, yeah, he falls in love with Lisa, and then Lisa rejects him. And Bart says, "Look," because they're showing it back on like closed caption TV or something. And Bart says, "Look, you can actually see the point where he ha- his heart breaks." <laughs> anyway, um, please clap. I can't believe yeah. that, Jeb. How did you not think that would be a meme? Yeah, and it 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 became a meme, and it and destroyed it him. It destroyed yeah. him. He took almost every misstep, and to, I mean, to make people like him. And every time he tried to be likable and relatable, people turned Jim. it around into a meme yep. to make fun of him. And it has to, has to be infuriating because he's the youngest son, or not? Maybe not the youngest, but he's always. I guess he's always been, you know, yeah. in the shadow or whatever. But you think I, he's going to put a gun in his mouth at I, some point, I, Matt? I, th- I think probably people have always been tur- for his entire life. Yeah. People have been turning around. The, we have good take, George, like you know, taking the things president he he does and says, and turning them around to make fun of him. Like he's probably that guy. <laughs> His entire life, people have been doing that to him, and it makes me feel sorry for him. Um, well, then maybe you shouldn't have your campaign logo include an exclamation point. He's it's it's <laughs> sad. It really is the poor guy. He never did better than seven percent. <laughs> um, in the primaries, never did better than seven percent. Yeah, poor guy. But we have a clip actually from his yeah his uh his concession, his concession speech, speech from South Carolina when he he basically when he's he said I've I've decided to not run. We have a little excerpt from that. See if I can. I think it's about the twenty twenty four mark, twenty four seconds in. Well, uh, well, technically I'm not exactly a master builder yet. What? Please, everyone, everyone, please. <laughs> Rubbish. Yes, yeah, they're it's mad. true. Yep. I may not be a master builder. I may not have a lot of experience fighting or leading or coming up with plans or having ideas in general. In fact, I'm not all that smart. And I'm not what you'd call a creative type. Plus, generally unskilled. Also, scared and cowardly. I know what you're thinking. Seems to get really honest here. He is the least qualified person in the world to lead us. And you are right. There you've got it. 
Uh, yeah, that's Jeb at his concession speech. Um, yep. He is the least qualified person in the world to lead us. Yeah. Uh, it's good that also he sees scared that, and cowardly. Yeah. It's good that he sees that. It's good that he finally realizes. Yeah. By the Jeb! way, uh, since we played that blurb, have you have you shown the Lego Movie to your son yet? I have not. You need to you need to watch the Lego Movie with your son. Do I? I've, yeah. heard, I've heard good things. It's it's. I can't it's seem to get him great. off the Curious George man. He I every morning he runs to Curious George like a heroin addict to a spoon every single morning. Yeah. Every single morning he climbs up in bed with us and says, "George," he grabs my wife's phone and. Begins attempting to manipulate because he can't pull up Netflix on his own mm-hmm. yet. And he begins to try and manipulate. Now, it. is it the same episode every time? Or no, different? we just play the different. How many? Whatever. How many? How many episodes are there of Curious George? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Look it up right now because you say, you're going to know. Out. You're going to know eventually. Okay, Google. How many episodes of Curious George are there? Curious George's number of episodes is one hundred eight. 108 episodes. 108 episodes. Uh, you're going to probably have seen every one by the time by the time he's like five. It's funny. I found myself today, though. He had it on. I'm, I'm like watching. I'm like, oh, gee. Like, oh, man. Well, this is suspenseful. <laughs> what, does, well, what does this little monkey have his, gotten himself into? <laughs> rap scallion? <laughs> I hope the man in the yellow hat can come along and save the day. Jeez. This is a pickle. How's this little monkey going to get out of this one? What's That's exactly what I was doing. Now? Because... I was watching an episode where he was at a construction site and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, well, he thinks uh, the monkey's just trying to get his dollar bill back. He's just like, I'm watching. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's all he wants, but, but, but then he just keeps messing things up, and he just keeps getting farther and farther away from his dollar bill. I was so, I was so engrossed in it. I really was. This stupid uh, ass dumb monkey right here. Yeah. Trying to get this dollar bill. Yep. But he got it back. The man in well, the yellow hat was a little upset, but. Bygones were bygones yeah. in the end, and they all got blueberry waffles, Matt. Oh, yeah. who doesn't like blueberry waffles? Oh, and then I watched the one today uh, where he went to where he, George Curious George goes to the zoo, uh-huh. and he lets all the animals out, and then he puts all the animals back, but back in the wrong spots. Oh. and the meerkats are in with the uh, they're they're in where the polar bears go, or they're in where the penguins go, and so the meerkats are shivering. They're like, and then George has to, you know, put them back all in the right places. That rapscallious monkey. I'm telling you what. He gets himself in the most cantankerous of situations. Cantankerous? <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if that word means what you think it means. Cantankerous, like grumpy. Cantank- cantankerous. Right, a, a cantankerous situation though would yeah. be a difficult one. But but cantankerous usually is referred to like a disposition of some someone's disposition. Oh, well, as opposed to, you know, a situation. Okay. Mm. Thesaurus, Matt. Maybe. Bald, buzzed thesaurus. Maybe if you said Matt. something well, along the lines of this, this, this. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've cut my hair and lost my strength. So, I told my wife right when her son was born, when he first, when his hair first started getting to where it was like over his ears and stuff. She's like, she's like, we need to give him a haircut. We need to give him a haircut. And I'm like, what? So he can lose his strength? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when we were like, when when she she only brought it up like once, my wife, and she's like, she's like, do you want to get him circumcised? And I'm like, and I just without missing a beat, without missing a beat, I immediately I, I just said, I just said, well, you want him to go to heaven, don't you? <laughs> do you want him to have have a complex about it for the rest of his life, like his uncle Matt? I mean, 
I don't have a complex about my penis and my uncircumcised. And it's, it's, I don't. I don't. I, I, I got over it. I got over it a long time ago. Well, the funny thing is, uh, so I've read a little bit about or heard a little bit about folks talking about. Let's just get really raunchy here, and then we'll r- round up the episode at the end when no one's listening. Sure, why yeah. not? But uh, I've heard a little bit about folks. You know, it, okay. <laughs> Sorry, unacceptable, Matt. No, folks saying like, oh, it's a, it's it desensitizes. Yeah. And I have all I've long thought mm-hmm. just with my own, you know, I've had sex. Don't know if you're aware, um, but I've I, like I've thought to myself, I'm like, how would I know that it's desensitized? If like I'm circumcised, for example, yeah. right? Like, how would I ever know? Like, gosh, I'm really missing like. That third of an inch of skin, like there's no. Well, first off, it doesn't in add, your mind, it doesn't like, add or no, subtract anything to like this. This, the loose but that's skin the argument. Like folks, folks, it, like th- there's a sort of a modern movement of like that should be his choice. Yeah. Okay. A no motherfucker in his right mind is ever going to choose that. Yeah. Like at any point in your adult life, Matt. Yeah. Have you ever thought? Yeah, I could get circumcised. Have you ever, ever, ever in a million years thought that? Yeah. Well, I have okay, but because like, we live in a, we live in but a, seriously thought we, about it yes because we live in a society in which in which looking the same and being the same carries so much weight. So as a white person who's been yeah, born in this country who is not circumcised, it actually it actually is a big deal. It actually it, it is because the, you say you're not circumcised. But if you, but if you thought about people pe- people people think it's weird. Like reasonably thought about like taking an instrument of destruction to your penis. Not in so much that I've, I've gone through and like talked to a doctor about it. No, but like that's the part where I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care what it looks like. But yeah, I've I th- don't. I thought about it, and ultimately, I thought, I thought, no, no, it's, it's that's the way it is, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that circumcision is the thing that we should do. Period. What? Really? No, not Why? at all. It doesn't do. It has no medical benefit at all. Besides, there's besides, a slight cleanliness aspect. No, there isn't. Uh, it's slightly, it slightly lowers the risk of cervical cancer and part partners, but also there's a lot of factors in cervical cancer. Like, yeah, it, apparently it, it's one place, or two yeah. percent. It's a negligible amount, um, <coughs> and most of the time, uh, it's not. Sp- I thought there was a slight cleanliness aspect. It's it's not specifically because the part the woman who has cervical cancer has a partner who's uncircumcised. It's uh, right. other factors, right? Um, in addition to just not having been circumcised, but um, as far as cleanliness goes, yeah, if you if you don't take care of it properly, but it's no different than the the guy who you know doesn't take a shower but once a week, you know, like as far yeah. as cleanliness goes, um, yeah, that's true. There's no, there's really no. It's it's not a big deal. You just you for just, those of you just turn just tuning in, we're talking just, about wieners. Yeah, you just pull back the uh, hit. <laughs> Nobody the, just tunes into a podcast. You you pull back the the hood from around the uh, glands. I don't, think and this uh, is... it looks just like a normal penis with just like a bunch of like skin around its neck. Right, it's like a uh, it's like a turtleneck. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's in, instead of having like a hood on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it looks like it has it's wearing a scarf. Right, a big. Wrinkly, yeah. So scarf. penises can either be what what you're saying is penises can either be Trayvon Martins or Benedict Cumberbatches. Yes, right. Yep. Hoods or mm-hmm. scarves. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, well, yeah. And so, you know, you have the, either the hood or the scarf. Right. And if you want to, you want to clean it. You go to scarf mode. Right. And if you want to just be hanging out 
and right. not having your glands hit up against your your rub up against your underpants all day, desensitizing the hood or the uh, the tip of your penis. Uh, you just put the hood back on. That's so weird. It's so weird. But, I, I'm not but it, sure. But it is. It, 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 I mean, it is a co- confirmable thing that that men who weren't circumcised who decided to get circumcised because of societal pressures, because of their own for whatever want, reason desire to fit in, because they they looked different, or because they had some other some sort of complex because of being circumcised. But then I think I would have more of a complex if I would have gone to public school. Like I was homeschooled, I didn't have the locker room right. experience. So <clears throat> I think if you know, you know, yeah, but certainly be more profound. I think so. Um, when folks are seeing your penis, yeah, well. No one sees my penis these days. Let me ask you this: Has anybody ever seen it and gone, "What? What is what? What?" You're not like has ever been like a surprise in some sort of a situation? Yeah, one time. Really? Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, it was one of my first sexual experiences too, so it kind of messed me up a little bit. But no she, kidding. Yeah, I kind of. What did what did he the pants uh, came, the what did pants he say? Came, what did he say? Right. Or what did she? What? Did, it was a girl. It wasn't a he that was seeing your penis for no, the first time. No, it was a girl. <laughs> Gay. So the pants come down and she's like, "Oh, that doesn't look like what a, that doesn't something to the effect that it doesn't look right." That's what she normal. said. Yeah, and I was like, "No, it's a normal penis." And then I got that's hard. insane. Yeah, yeah, it was. You should you should have said to her, "Yeah, well, your tits are lopsided." It was well, they were. Um, it was one of those awkward, <laughs> well, weird. You know, you know, science says that one is always heavier than the other. Really, one always hangs lower. Hmm. I've heard it's it's like a man's testicles. There's one that always hangs lower. <laughs> I'm so serious. It's probably the left one then. Uh, I mean, I think it's different for different folks. Yeah. But anyways, no. So she. That's insane. That's yeah. And it kind of it messed well, me up for a minute. Perhaps it was her. It. it was probably her first too, right? Or no, I doubt it. First cup. No. Okay. So we're talking about a a yeah. who a hooer. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why she'd been with a. Maybe seen her fair share of penises. Maybe here was the first one that was yeah. all natural. But so so just like any penis, you have to find a, you have to find the right time to present it. And That's in the right true. Context, I've found I've because even with my under wife, the right conditions, who uh, you know according to scripture is bound to look at any any time that I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've even found you know after a couple of years of marriage, there's there's a time and a place to present it, mm-hmm. and a time and a place not to. Having found both. Um, you know, I'm trying to, uh, trying to only present it when, when it's wanted. Yeah. 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 So that's penises. <laughs> yeah, there they are. There you have it. Penises, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well. Or inverted vaginas, as they're known as. Uh, that would be actually be not inverted vaginas, it'd be ex- exverted vaginas. Because the, the vagina being extroverted out. Oh, a vagina is an inverted yeah. penis. Yes, yes. So right. a, a penis would be an extroverted vagina. Hmm. Can't believe this is what we are now. Penises and vaginas. 100 episodes in and we're just penises, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we always knew it would come back to the dick and fart humor. We just didn't know. <coughs> we Well, we, we, we were trying take. to have a good run of sort of intellectual... Yeah, thought and, yeah. and you know good discussion, mm-hmm. but nope. Here we are, just wieners. Promotion of self. Kardashians and wieners. You know, uh, I saw an R. Kanye 
some people tweeted they were talking just about the whole thing and just about how people are how people are vicious people are, are cruel right and uh apparently a bunch of people were making fun of Kanye and like you know just for his new album and stuff and there were people tweeting him pictures of the Ray J and Kim Kardashian sex tape like stills from that mm-hmm. and tweeting them to Kanye yeah like that's that's a that's a pretty dickish thing to do, right? Like yeah. that's your wife. However, also, however much you know, but also, yeah, you don't you, like the you, dude. You, like I don't even think I would do that for anybody that I hate. Yeah, I don't know. That just seems really harsh. To, I don't, I don't know. But that I mean, that's but it's it, 2016. That's it. If he didn't, that's if, all, if, if, that's all we ever do. He knew that stuff was going to come eventually. Like I'm sure people were, I'm pr- sure people were doing that. Oh, to when him he got when he got while married. he was dating her, right? Yeah, you know. So it's not, you know, he knew what he was getting into. You know, still though, that's savage, man. Yeah. That's savage. When you have the mo- when you're when you're married to the most desired woman on the planet, or the most looked at and lusted after, right, woman on the planet, one of the, right, yeah. You, you know, you're gonna have that. It's gonna go along with that. So, yeah, I suppose you make a point. Anyway, you want to wrap her up? I think that about does it. Yeah. Well, get at us on the twitters. On the Facebooks, except for me, don't get at me on Facebook. Follow us on Telegram. You can hit Matt up on Telegram. His yes, username is at Suburban Wizard. Yes, you can. Telegram.me slash Suburban Wizard. Mm-hmm. You'll connect directly to Matt. It's a direct line. Mm-hmm. It's like that red phone on the president's desk. That's what you yeah. have, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. to our studious co host, Matt. Yep. I call it the Peanut Butter Fat Girl Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows when that hotline blings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you do is you spread a, a, a Such line. Such a sleeper, too. Like, that's Drake's single now? Like, that's the world we're living in. Do- Trump's running for president, and Drake's single, the hook is, I know when the hotline bling. Like, are you serious? I'm not a big fan of Drake, but come on. Like, you have things like Forever, and this is what he's putting out now? Like, even Drake's a piece of shit now. There's nothing good left, Matt. <laughs> it's all gone. Trump's running for president. Drake's Drake's putting out hotline bling. I mean, Dick Van Dyke is still alive. Is he really? Yeah. My favorite part of the Dick Van Dyke show, which I believe I've said in this program before. Mm-hmm. Is when he trips over the couch? No. Every Mary, time? Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yeah. No. She's... She's mm. a very attractive woman. Mm. I remember watching... I think more attractive on the Dick Van Dyke show when she was younger than on the Mary Tyler Moore show later on. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid and... The Dick Van Dyke show, hot little twenty-five-year-olds. Just thinking to myself, housewife. like I wonder what she looks like in color. Mm-hmm. Like I wondered so hard what she looks like in color, not in like a like not. There is only sex. Like I, 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 I legitimately wondered. I was like, what? Well, what does she look like in color? I want to know. I want to know. But unfortunately, it was black and white. Yeah, and she was still beautiful. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Trump land. We'll see you later. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.